You are now in the summit. Alrighty, well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to season four, episode four of In the Salmon. We're back to chat cricket as always, and we've got a, we've got quite a few things to discuss today. It's been a big, big month of of red ball cricket, white ball cricket. Uh, you know, cricket entering new markets to attract new fans. So it's uh, it's all happening in this sport. And alongside me, I have the, uh, my very wonderful, illustrious co-host Hasif. Hasif, uh, good to see you. Uh, congratulations on winning the. Uh, your indoor cricket championship <laughs> um that was quite quite a spectacle quite a close game actually you guys only was, yeah. yeah guys only had one one of the skins but you still managed to know, you know yeah. scrape scrape a win so that is uh, that is fantastic stuff yeah yeah it was, it was a close close win for sure normally we uh we give us a bit of a buffer but this one was just uh yeah had to battle it out so it was good good game Fantastic. No, it's awesome, dude. And uh, look, moving on, we'll get straight into it. The Ashes, it's the talking. It's the biggest talk of the town. Everyone's trying to figure out what happened in that series. Who was the better team? Was it England? Was it Australia? You know, a two-all two draw. Um, and, you know, the third test is obviously washed out. But ultimately, uh, Australia retains the Ashes. Uh, but the series is ultimately a draw. So the biggest victory, the biggest goal they wanted to achieve, which was to be the first Australian side to win in England, since uh, 2001 could not be achieved unfortunately but uh, I guess I want to unpack the entire series with you we'll do what we can in the in the time frame that we we have um, so you know I guess Sasit uh, your key takeaways from the ashes like who do you reckon was like the better team like yeah um, that's, that's a tough question to ask I think um just because there's two sides I just really brought like polarizing i guess sort of like tactics they're just polar mm. opposites um mm. and i guess on paper you know the team that i don't know um retains the ashes i think they get yeah. like a, a bit of a heads up right like england yeah. had to try something to to get it done having lost the first two yeah. matches of the series yeah um i'd probably have to give it to australia um yeah 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 i mean but why, why is australia the superior team for you like yeah it, it's a tough one because with this whole baseball situation that's, that's been yeah. creating a buzz um i think england had like a lot to answer for mm-hmm. and they really 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 needed to come out with a victory in the first game mm-hmm. um it was super super important they talked that they talked the talk yeah they couldn't walk the walk unfortunately yeah. yeah um and like i said because um you know because australia had retained the ashes previously mm-hmm. that that's what they had they held the ashes yeah. England really had to get off to a to a strong start. So I think tactically, England, um, you know, came off second best, obviously, and yeah. um, because I think Australia was just way more strategic and they weren't afraid to play traditional cricket. Um, yeah. I think England in spurts looked like they were scared almost to yeah. play the boring, mundane um, type of cricket you, that we all. Do um, you really. feel like yeah? I mean, do you feel like England played the game a bit too emotionally? Like they were all wrapped up in their egos and you know they, they look like they're after they look like they're about to you know promote some marketing campaign for cricket like that's mm-hmm. all it's that, that's all it seemed to me like oh look we're, we're playing baseball you know we're playing baseball it's all about baseball for us we, you know winning is like a an extra thing you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah it was a very weird thing that ben stokes sort of came out with especially after losing the first two tests you know on the brink of losing the ashes and he's like well, like no nah, no nah, we'll be fine let's uh, come back you know yeah 
I found that super strange as well because I think at the, mm. at the end of the day, man, you play the you play the game to win, and mm. it's you know making the game entertain entertaining. Mm. Like that should be part of winning the game, right? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like so for for I think even like McCullum had come out as well and be like, oh, we may have lost the game, but like, there's no but. There is no, no but, but. No. Win the no. Game. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is where I guess England fell by the wayside. Is and you know. Everyone says, oh, excitement in cricket is all about big sixes and fast scoring and, and, and stuff like that. That's not where the excitement is in a test in test cricket, at least. You know, yeah. there is there is that element, right? You do want someone that goes out there and takes the game on. And, you know, Davey Warner in his peak certainly did that a lot. In, in, yeah. in Australia, but but the, the enjoyment of test cricket doesn't come from fast scoring. It comes from, you know, playing the long game, being strategic, you know, um, you know, wearing down your opponent, that's where the enjoyment in test cricket is. And Australia did that, you know, yeah. like, and the one thing has, I, I personally find the one fatal flaw with this baseball thing is that you can bat at six and runs and over, but you got to remember that test cricket is played for five days. So you, yeah, can, you right. can bat like eight runs, nine runs and over, but if you're all out for like 300 inside 40 overs, well, the yeah. other team has, the, the other team has fi another 50 overs plus an extra, another 50 exactly. overs the day after. To do whatever they want, so you're actually giving that team time in the game. Yeah, you're, to come you're back. exactly right. You're, you're feeding, if not anyone else, Usman Khawaja free balls that he just wants to lap up. Yeah. Um. So I think in that sense, it actually basketball really, really bit England on the butt. It did. Um. Because they just really favoured the batting style that Usman Khawaja was always going to play. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a shock to see that he was operating at I think like a sub forty strike rate, hmm. uh, maybe like thirty five or so around the whole series. Um, it does. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. And it's it's even um because what that means is you've got to stand out with your hands in your pocket in the field for that much more time. Yeah. And get worn down, you know. Yeah. And that's no one likes that. <laughs> and the other thing is, right? You know, like I've I've seen a lot of videos. You know, just how the England fans have been, and like every time the Aussies came up for a drink or they're heading back into the pavilion for lunch or whatever, mm. all these England fans are like boring, boring. <laughs> you know, just like just yelling at them. I'm just like. You would expect that from uh, in England as well, of all places. Yeah, it was it was uh, very interesting to watch, and yeah, you know, and I think Australia's the way Australia played cricket, the the whole Test series is just traditional, typical Test cricket, and it shows in their in their uh, achievements in the sense yeah. of if you look at the highest run scorer was Usman Khawaja, yep. and the highest wicket taker was uh, Mitchell Stark. Yeah, <laughs> you know, both Australians, right? Um, and you know. With with baseball, what I say with baseball is that the way to counter baseball is to not worry about your economy, right? Because your economy, mm. you're, you're going you're going to concede runs regardless. That's how they're going to play. You just got to yeah. focus on taking wickets. Because if you look at Mitchell Stark's stats for the Ashes series, it seemed like he was getting hit around a fair bit, right? <laughs> and 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 he did, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, he took twenty three wickets, so that's the most for the for the series, um, at an average of twenty seven, which is decent, right? Economy rate of about 4.86, so he was getting hit around. But look at the strike rate, Hasik. Look at this strike mm. rate, 33.43. Mm. Okay, that means he's getting a wicket every five overs. Yeah, five and a <laughs> half overs could be coming up, yeah. Right, so so this is where, this is the fatal error in England's basketball. They, they you know, they couldn't extend it for a long period of time. If up, mm. up against a good bowling attack, like... Mate, if I'm an off spinner, I'm getting basballed. I don't really care. Like, you know, yeah. fine. Whack me for a six. Okay, do it. You know, but can you do it repeatedly? You know, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, I think this is something England's got to learn from. And now their next assignment is against India. So they're playing a test series against India and India. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see if they go resort to that as ball style cricket because it's going to be very difficult on the <laughs> um, yeah. unless India produces like another road. But, you know, that's yet to be seen. Yet to be seen, exactly. But, if um, India but... produces a, a road for England, <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. They will like they will start baseball in like the next decade after that. Exactly. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, this is exactly the type of <laughs> This is exactly what's the way of the about. future. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, this Ashes series is a bit of a weird one as well for other reasons. Um, in terms of uh, the way certain, some players performed and the way some players didn't perform. Um, mm. There were players in this uh, series who we didn't. Well, okay, me personally, I didn't rate, and maybe you didn't rate them either, but. For whatever reason, they performed well above expectations. And then there were players who we rated very strongly going into this series who did absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. And the first person that comes to mind is Scott Boland. What yeah. happened to Scott Boland? <laughs> yeah. It's um, disappointing, actually. I, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm usually fairly skeptical when it comes to, um, I guess, sort of Australian bowlers bowling in England. But I really mm. thought that Boland was going to perform uh, far, mm. far better than he did. Um, mm. You know, we spoke. I spoke about this offline. Like his his bowling action, mm. his strong follow through, yeah. getting the deck card. It really thought yeah. you, you would think that like the conditions in England suited that yeah. style of bowling. Mm. Um, but alas, it just it just didn't come through to him, unfortunately. I mean, why why do you think that is though? Like because you know he had he had Ricky Ponting's support. He had all the coaching staff really backing Boland. You know, he had like a, he had like a cult fan base as well. You know, yeah. we, we're all there for that builder man statue. Uh, phase of his career and now he's yeah. just been battered into mediocrity into the abyss like what yeah. how did that happen what what went what went wrong for scott Boland? I, I have no idea i think it, <laughs> it might be one of the situations where like your i guess sort of like your like the media does a bit of harm for you like england yeah. probably saw this happening uh you know probably saw like the, the tabloids in australia go crazy for him and was like all right cool we'll look out for this bloke here and then, like you know, he didn't get to play the whole series anyway. He got dropped for I think it was was it uh, Hazelwood? Ah, uh, yes, he did. Yeah, he played yeah, two so, tests and got dropped. Yeah, yeah. So I th- he might just be one of these cult heroes that that perform routinely at home. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like when Australia announced that first test eleven for the uh, the 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 eleven for the first test, like. You know, there was obviously a sense of you know this is this is the guy we want. There was a lot of backing for Scott Bowling. Yeah, like, there was yeah, a yeah. lot of high expectations that he was going to really do a job in England because you know yeah. they talked about him being able to swing the ball, being able to seem it. But yeah. he was just made obsolete. Hasid. It wasn't even just like oh he got a couple of wickets. He was no no his bowling, yeah. his bowling average is 115. Uh, <laughs> like this is a frontline bowler averaging. You know, like a, an average that most batters would dream of in terms of batting. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I know. so you know, I, I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts. Like, you know, why, why has this happened? You know, did, you know, swinging conditions as well. You think the conditions are perfect for, for him? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, from my personal perspective, I feel like England really just came on the front foot to him a lot. Even when he was bowling back of a length, yeah. they would just still come and front dog it and just like, Push him around, you know, like they take him on the up type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that that's what it was. I think in Australia, mm. with pitches that um that harbour more bounce, I guess, right? Mm. He was able to mm. utilise that that kick up off the deck a little bit more. In yeah. England, 
when they're looking to get on the front foot, like mm. you were saying, right, and mm. take the ball like you know on the rise. They weren't ha- they weren't they weren't scared to take the ball on the rise. They weren't yeah. waiting for it to, to come to the peak of their bounce yeah. and stuff. Mm. You know, I think Scott Boland, like if he was to redo this whole thing, he might have picked up a like you know a two for a three for a couple of games. But yeah. it just so happened that on this series, it just didn't pan out the way that uh, we all thought it might have been. Yeah. Interesting, interesting story. Though I mean, I'm I'm keen to know what becomes of his career this summer. Whether he uh, might, he'll be know. he'll be back in Australia. I think you reckon hundred percent. Yeah. So you reckon he might bowl in the test against the West Indies and Pakistan or? That hard yeah, to say. hard yeah. to say. Hard to I say. I, it, it'll be it'd be dependent on like uh, Starkey and everyone else if they're yeah. if they're all fit. I mean, up, look, he'll be a front runner. You know, this Ashes series was obviously like an examination for a lot of players. So I I, I personally feel like. He'll still be in the mix, I think. He'll still yeah. be in the mix, but but if there is someone slightly better than him, then that person will get the nod. Like, yeah, yeah it's just going to happen. Um, but that's Scott Boland. The other guy I want to talk about is Zach Crawley of England. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a player that you and I both don't really rate very highly. Um, you know, he's played almost... Not previous to this series, but now I kind of rate him. He's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, pre- yeah, well, coming into this series, Zach Crawley had played like 38 test matches for England at a batting average of 28. So... That's numbers that true. numbers that are very not flattering um and this guy ends up being the top run scorer for england in this ashes yep. i mean how do you explain that transformation for zach crawley um it was yeah. quite phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> yeah no it was absolutely spectacular i think i think credit to to ben stokes and brendan mccullum in this scenario yeah. i feel because okay. like coming into it like mentally you're, a- you're averaging sub 30 yeah, and you're a top order batsman, right? And yeah. you play for England, and you've played a lot of tests. It's not like just like the starting of your career. No. You played thirty odd tests, so it's a no. lot, right? Mm. Um, anyone else, any other country, probably dropped. But um, yeah. you know, here he comes, and then he's obviously been given the green light to perform the way that he he wants mm. to perform, the way that he want that he can perform, like mm. you know, quote unquote, baseball style. Mm. And he's absolutely taken Australia to the clean. There's on a couple of more than one occasion. Um, mm. I think we had a look as well, like him and like Usman Khawaja, right? Um, Zach Crawley um, averages 53.33. Yeah. Was Mukawaja 49.6. 496 yeah. runs for Kawaja, 480 for Zach Crawley, right? Mm. Um, I had a look. Their strike rates, I think Zach Crawley was operating at like two and a half the strike yeah. rate of uh, Kawaja. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that pretty much encompasses the entire country, right? Yeah. The, the mentality. Like Kawaja, you know, if you compare the two, Zach Crawley and Kawaja. Mm. You, you compare their batting performances, right? Strike rate, mm. average, everything. Mm. It's, it really just shows the mentality of the, these two nations when they came together. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Zach Crawley, like, hats off. Like, yeah. one for getting the runs on the board, but two also just, like, just backing yourself and just, like, trusting your ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. I mean, I think one thing I noticed about his batting <laughs> is that um, he... You know, he batted like a typical English batter. Like a lot of his shots were quite technical. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's talented. Uh, in in England, I mean, in England, I I can see why there's this constant, uh, you know, backing of Zach Crawley, even though we don't see it. Like we're kind of yeah. like we look at numbers and like he's he's average. Like why yeah. why does the English hierarchy keep holding on to this really average batter? Um, yeah. And I think it's maybe maybe the thing with Zach Crawley is that he has shown glimpses of brilliance. Okay? Yeah. yeah. He has shown glimpses, like little brief moments. I was like, oh, he can bat. But that has been overshadowed by consistent, maybe poor poor, poor performances and just ways of getting out. Okay? Yeah. Um, I think I think definitely the way the way that he gets out is super important. Like yeah. 
because the, the skill set is evident. It's so obvious that it's there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he, you know, he handled Stark pretty well. He handled yeah. his, you know, Hazelwood and Cummins very well. And I, I didn't, did not expect that at all. Um, yeah. That was very, very weird to me. But you know, hats off to him. He's good. He'll definitely get at least another 10, 15 odd test matches at this rate. <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see. Like he's out, he's batting average is now thirty one, so it has risen as yeah. well, which is to his credit. But it's going uh, the right direction. It's it, it's quite a story. It's quite a story how like the players we didn't rate perform well, and the ones that we do rate just did nothing. Um, yeah. Another another quick one I want to mention is of course Cameron Green. Um, very much yes. you know the much hyped up Cameron Green, the future yeah. of Australian cricket. They say the ultimate all rounder. Yeah, and, yeah, the uh, full package. The full package, as we like to say. Um, the green machine. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the green machine um, was uh, was in sleep mode um, <laughs> for this series. Yeah, it wasn't a series, let was me, it? Let me run some numbers for you. So he played three tests, 103 runs at a batting average of 20. Um, he didn't even score a 50, actually. He had a high score of 38. Um, and when it came to wickets, I believe... Um, uh, this is runs, uh, but yeah, when it came to wickets, I think we got like one wicket. No, oh, sorry, five wickets. Yeah, five wickets for the entire yeah. series, at a bowling average of forty-seven. So, yeah, you know, not not much good. But, I mean, what do you think happened to Cameron Green? Is it just is it just a case of being overawed by the situation, too much expectation? I think you know, yeah, still... definitely too much expectation, and I think uh, yeah. a lot of that's just backed on the Australian media and just social media yeah. and everything like that. They yeah. they're really really gassing him up. Um, yeah. Because it, it similar to Zach Crawley, we've seen glimpses as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I rated him. Mentor. I rated him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you probably rate him more than I do. I yeah. think like, I think he's got all the, I guess, sort of like, he has all the attributes to a great cricketer. Yeah. But I just, for me, like, I'm seeking a little bit more consistency before I can just properly rate him. Right. The yeah. ability's there. Yeah. No one's gonna doubt that. Like, you know, we saw it in the IPL, for example, we saw him yeah. smash. And then, um, I think in this series, though, he he does get put to bowl like the difficult like middle overs yeah it's very very like canoodly overs that are really hard to get a wicket yeah, yeah he does yeah. it tough as well yeah so you know i feel sorry for him in that regard but yeah. he doesn't yeah five wickets is just yeah it's not it's, enough man and, and considering the fact that you know um who is he uh who's uh todd murphy my, my guy todd murphy right <laughs> my, <guy. laughs> my, my boy he comes in he comes at the back end of the test series takes seven wickets yeah. At an average of twenty-five, like it's just absolutely elite. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll talk about Todd Murphy another time because there's a lot <laughs> I, I like about him, and we're fast running out of time for this episode. But lastly, the all important question I want to ask you, Hasit, is mm. what becomes of David Warner? What is the next chapter in David Warner's career? Does he make it to the T Twenty World Cup? Does he do he you know is is the Ashes the end of David Warner as a Test cricketer? Does he you know does he get a does he deserve a farewell Test in Sydney? um oh yeah 100 you reckon if you want it if you want it yeah dude this is like a oh man i i don't know I don't, like everyone's so quick to like hate on david warner and stuff but, like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, i'm guilty of that yeah too, but yes. he, dude uh, look at his numbers he deserves he deserves a farewell test at the, at okay. the cg okay he's earned that at the very yeah. least give him that okay if not like as a cricketer not even as a test cricket as a cricketer the, yeah. what he's done for the country mm. for such a long period of time i mean He's, yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with those yeah, points. Man, come my, on. My, uh, but I'm gonna maybe I'm be controversial for saying this, but yeah. I've always felt like David Warner is slightly overrated. I, I, I oh, just, you've always thought he's overrated. 
there was a time where, where there was a time where like the hype and the talent were matching. Yeah. Okay. But as he's gotten older and he's always gotten out to Stuart Broad, that that talent. Well, that's that's, a, that's no longer a that's no longer a problem. It's not well, right. It's so not, Brody's you know, I, I don't man. I, I don't know. This is where you and I respectfully disagree. I I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if Day One deserves a farewell test because like the Ashes is meant to be his examination, right? Yeah, everyone, everyone just wanted to see David Warner score one ton, just one hundred, or he even eighty plus. Recently, at home, that, yeah, against what, like a sixth grade South African bowling attack, you know? Like, I mean, this is this is, I mean, this is an interesting discussion because it's kind of like you have this double edged sword. You have people that love David Warner, and you have people that absolutely despise him. And yeah, you do, you do, yeah. you know. And I, I am unfortunately on the other on the other end of the stick. I just, you know, but his like, numbers, are, his numbers are decent. For you to say that he doesn't deserve a farewell test, that's quite harsh. That's like, well, that's like, I mean, okay, put it this way, right? In in light of everything that surrounds David Warner as a cricket player, you know, the whole ball tampering and he's, you know, he's had a he's had a whole series of misconduct and all kinds of issues, not way before ball tampering. Okay, and I'm not saying that. Oh, you're, you know, there's a lot of Aussie cricketers that have been absolute, you know, yeah. idiots as well, heaps. But I guess well, a lot of cricketers is, in general, just... of course. But I think was for me personally with David Warner, like he's a he's a good cricketer. He's not like he's he, he's good. He's not he he's not within like the all time greats, but he's decent. That's he's he's, he's not far off. He can't be far off. I mean, he has a Test match batting average of forty five, and you it's know early, good. it's good. It's good. But what I, do you I, want? If, but if we're if we're Putting if we're giving David Warner a farewell test cutter, right? A farewell test match, he needs to average at least fifty plus. So, you, so for you, for you, it's it's based on just his averaging averages. No, well, averages tell a story, Hasid, right? They, they like, tell a story, but also right? like him as a character, right? Like he's yeah. he, he I think he sort of encompassed like this raw, fiery Australian, just brute yeah. style of batting. Of course, that a lot of a lot of kids really, really like to yeah. see. And he was one of the of reasons why a lot of kids watched Test Cricket back in like mm. near the mid-2000s mm. and things like that. Yeah. I think it's really unfair on him because he's going through a downward spurt of form, which happens to the best of us. We're in his twilight, you know, the twilight of his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, he's the, allowed to have a couple of yeah. years. We were talking about mm. the same thing with Coley like not too long mm. ago. Mm. If you're asking mm. me if he deserves a farewell Test match, 100%. He's 100%? Done. He's done his he's done his job for the nation on on off on in T twenty ODI test. If he yeah. if he if he's like if he's completely garbage form, yeah. then no, like you know he can't get picked anyway. Yeah, but, but if he's on the cast, you know, sneak him in there. The thing is, his form was garbage in the Ashes. He averaged like twenty eight, and the broad got him out like a million times. So the Warner, you know, the Warner critics are like just drop him, man. He's done, you know. And even Warner, even Warner admitted that he might be done after the Ashes. He was like. Yeah, when I they asked him, yeah, "Do you want a farewell test in Sydney?" He was like, "That's not in my control anymore." <laughs> yeah, that's true. that's true. Um, yeah, but I feel like I mean, I feel I feel like your wish will come true. I think David Warner will get a farewell test. I don't want him to, but I think he will. Why well, um, hate him, he, dude? Give him the one because you know he'll, he'll turn up in he'll turn up at the SCG. You know he will. Oh yeah, of course he'll he'll, he'll come. He'll, <laughs> what do you want? He'll finish off on a high. This David Warner, the cricketer, has just always been someone that. It just rubs me the wrong way, you know. You like love, you, you love to hate him. That's what it is. But but uh, this hate come like it's not just me, Hasid. There is a I know whole. Not, yeah, not not you in general. Yeah. Just people love to hate him. There is a whole 
bucket load of Aussie fans that absolutely despise David Warner. You look at any post about David Warner that's criticizing his form, you look at the comments post the comments on Instagram, they're absolutely railing him, man. It's it is uh it's quite yeah, it's quite shocking. I mean no wonder why David Warner everyone's agreeing. No wonder why David Warner has more Indian fans than Aussie fans, you know? <laughs> well, well, that may or may not be because of his, t- because of his TikToks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, look, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, yeah, look, what a, what a fantastic Ashes series. I've yes. thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I've done my best to keep up with um, all the highlights and things like that. It'll, it'll go down as one of the best, best, one of the most entertaining Ashes series. Um, yeah. unfortunately, for, unfortunately for Australia, they couldn't, couldn't win it, but you know, retaining is, is, is just as good given what they've gone through. So, yeah, they're my final thoughts. So, Hasid, your final thoughts on this edition of the Ashes? Yeah, I think I think it's really good. I think it sets a really interesting precedence for the next series. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, yeah, like, you know, 2-2 two, two, two draw, like, and then Australia retain the Ashes. Yeah. It really sets us up for an ex- exciting series next time. So, oh yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm happy with everything. Yeah. yeah. Went well. That's that's it. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll sign off there. Um, thank you to all our wonderful listeners, viewers for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more cricket. We, we do want to chat about the major league cricket in the US as well, but uh, we can definitely go into depth next week. We'll do that. Next do that. Week. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's goodbye for now, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.